welcome to the Ratness Podcast, episode number 40-something with Rob Mursky. Hey! Yay! What's up, dude? What's hey. going on? Rob is a cartoonist and illustrator out of the Toronto, Canada area. Is that That's correct? Right. All right, cool. I did research. I looked at one thing, <laughs> um, and we're going to talk to him today about what he has going on. So, man, thanks uh, so much again for sitting down and talking with us. Really appreciate you uh, giving up the uh, time out of your day. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm uh, stoked to be here and chat with you guys. So what uh, what's it like living up in Toronto right now? <laughs> like uh, the weather obviously is terrible and with COVID and everything probably actually works to have an excuse to stay inside, huh? Yeah. So in terms of COVID, I probably couldn't have asked for a better thing to spend my time doing than cartooning because nothing like getting rid of your whole social life so you can really focus on, on <laughs> drawing. So like I've been so productive in COVID. Most people have had a horrible time, but I know many cartoonists, myself included, have just been like, just putting the pen to the paper and just doing it, you know? So in terms of what it's like, it's fucking cold here. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's like in Celsius, it's like minus 10 around there. Daily. Oh. And there's like, Two feet of snow outside right now so yeah that, I, I think that's like in the like tens in fahrenheit it'd be like eight degrees yeah. or something <laughs> like something crazy it's it's vicious you don't want to go outside another another good thing about wanting to stay at home and draw all the time, so it's fine yeah and you know as a cartoonist um our natural instinct is to sit home and do nothing and be antisocial anyway so it feeds right into our master plan absolutely like before this, I used to have a social life and only got like a third of the work done. And like, I just, I can draw all the time now. It's, it's pretty amazing. I, I love that line. I used to have a social life. I swear to God, yeah. everyone can identify with that right now. You know, it's also cool. Timing could have been better. Cause like I'm getting older now and like, I was still going out before, but like it was getting to be a drag, you know, I was, I was getting tired. Kind of gave <laughs> you, you know, an excuse to go and up. I'm like, fuck it. I'll just stay home. Yeah, that's rad. That's rad. Dude, that is funny, though. They'll, it sounds so cliche and so stupid, but it is. Like, the older you get, I'm not sure how old you are. I'm, I'll be 35 this year. And uh, even at that, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just would rather be at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, going exactly. out's fun and everything, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, you know, I've had my time. I'm very glad I had my time. Very fortunate. But you know, fuck it. Let's make comics. Hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> did did you party a lot like when you were younger, like in your like early twenties and stuff? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the way to like my late twenties. I think it's been about my ten year anniversary of committing my life to comics, like like full on headspace. Because my twenties, I spent a lot of time doing music and stuff, uh -huh. and fucking around like lots and you know, you yeah, know, yeah, 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 like all of us. But you know, it's just it's as my reality catches up you know it's harder sure. to keep going like that anyway so what kind of music did you play i played in like punk bands and loud bands was so. playing in like a folk pop kind of <laughs> thing but like i gave it all like think my last show was in like 2012 or something so like we did like a tour and some shows and recordings and then like fuck it like bye yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same, same story. That's funny. That's real funny. We, we were in a band that broke up like 2012, 2013, and it was kind of that same thing. Like, well, we've been trying for this for a very long time and it's, we just finally had our last push and it really didn't do anything and everyone just kind of scattered. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah, it's hard, man. And you know what? 
I I realized that like in terms of being an artist of any sorts, like I was much happier with my artwork than my music. Like I was mm. writing songs and playing all the time, but like I've been drawing my whole life. And like that's really what I know the most. So like at a certain point, I was like, I stepped back, I was like, are you just faking this music thing? Like, like, <laughs> like you should go be a cartoonist, like you're supposed to be, you know? So I was right before I turned 30 and was just like, and I'm about to turn 40 now. So I've just been like, just fucking just drawing like a madman for 10 years. What, awesome. Was that just like the, the coming to God point of like, you said, since you've been focusing on comments, comics the last 10 years, was that like the conscious decision? Like, nah, I'm going to like change the focus from music to just illustrating and drawing all the time or was there like an event or anything that happened to that kind of like skewed you to that way? Uh, I think it was just like, it was growing, you know, like enough bands had failed and enough things have ha had happened that I was like, are you going to keep going with this? Are you going to do something else? And then like, like comics was, has always been the thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch gears. Like I can still do this and just did it. So just opened a blog and just started posting to it and then didn't look back. That's rad. And you know what? I noticed uh, having all of that time in the music industry and like having to do a lot of stuff DIY, you know, booking all your shows, right, getting all the records mm -hmm. done and everything. It teaches you a lot to be able to like run your own business or be a professional uh, cartoonist because you kind of already have those ideas of how to network and how to work with people like those yeah. those times that we spent in bands were definitely invaluable, even if we didn't recognize what we were learning at the time. Absolutely. Like growing up in like a uh, punk scene and stuff like that, where it was like kids putting on shows and kids starting bands and kids doing all the recordings and making zines and stuff like all of that being exposed to all that, just being immersed in all that with like, like being like the oldest person around being like 18, like mm. I really taught <laughs> you like how to do shit on your own sort of thing. Yeah. And then it just totally bled into like making comics. Cause like, I don't think I ever thought I was going to work for like Marvel or DC. But like I've been self-publishing comics for like almost 20 years. And it's because of like growing up in like punk bands and stuff like that and seeing how we can do it without all this other stuff. It doesn't lend to very much money in the end, but like I'm much happier and more satisfied creatively and Heck like, yeah. you know, life wise. <laughs> Dude, I, I think that uh, so, so often people are like, oh, I want to do this thing as a hobby, but the end goal is really to like become a millionaire, become famous off of it. And that's like yeah. the antithesis of a hobby. Like a hobby is supposed to be just for your own self, just for self-fulfillment and like enjoyment. And if any money comes, it's like supposed to be whipped cream on top, you know, excessive and totally. superfluous. The whole point is just to create for yourself. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure like if I didn't have social media or any stuff, like I would still be making comics, whether or not yeah. anyone would see them or not. You know, like I've always been making comics and like social media is great because now I can like promote them and like there's been more community online that you can get involved with and stuff. But like none of that would stop me from doing it anyways. You know, it's like I don't really know any other way than to just keep drawing. I'm pretty sure I'll die if I stop drawing. So yeah, at this point, like you it. just keep going or I die. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That's a, that's a common theme on this podcast is like, yeah, I'll, I'll die if I quit <laughs> creating. Yeah. I, I really don't know any other way than to like be creative. It's always, it's always been the only consistency in my life probably is like doing, making shit, you know, yeah. where, when you were young, like when you were a kid, obviously you were probably drawing and like coloring and, uh, using markers and pens and whatnot, but were you, um, were you like an, 
I don't know, actor kind of a kid? Like, did you like, I don't know, want to show off and tell jokes and like be present? Or was it always kind of like in the background drawing and writing and stuff? Yeah, no, I would hide behind my sketchbook. And oh, like, okay. I'd be like, and even my fault at going to art school was the same as like, I would just be, they would want to talk about the art or like talk about it. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. and I'd be like, no, man, this speaks for itself. Like if it doesn't yeah. speak for itself, then I failed, you know, like, and my teachers hated that response. So like I flunked out of art school, but, <laughs> that's fine. but like, it's always just been like, I, I would rather draw and, and watch a reaction based on my drawing rather than me try to like tell you a joke. Like I'd rather like write that joke, you know, like I've got like comics that I made when I was like seven or eight years old. Like my dad sent them to the newspaper to try and get published. Dude, that's Sick. awesome. That's you know, cool. That, like like that, 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 that's, a, that's an yeah, awesome I'd dad though to support you at that age and like try to like get it out there. It's like, all right, this is this is oh, worth showing the world, you know? Yeah, I mean, without like a good support system, I don't I don't know if I would have been able to do stuff like this my whole life because like I would you know reality sets in or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I had very very good parents in that respect. So. That's super rad, dude. Yeah, that like you said, that support system is a is a huge deal in any undertaking that you're gonna do. Like it just takes away hurdles after hurdles if you just have someone that's down and like supports you, you know? Exactly. Yeah, totally. So would you consider yourself more of a cartoonist or a comic book artist? Like what what would you call yourself if you had to differentiate between the two? I would say cartoonist. And I guess only because when you say them together, a comic book artist sounds like someone who like draws the comic mm. as opposed to like, you know, in like, right, right, right. there's like multiple you're, you're, steps, opposed to a writer and like a colorist. Right. And, you're a production like, piece at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to do animation and stuff. And like between realizing how much work it probably was and realizing how much of a team effort it is, like comics just seemed much more, up my alley is like i like doing all the parts like everything so it's i'm a cartoonist rad <laughs> dude and you, are you uh reference guys in your bio like on your site and stuff like crumb and like these underground comic artists um were you into that like when you were a kid or is that something that developed later did you find out about those like in high school or or when what was your supposed first exposure to like the underground comics and like mad magazine and that kind of stuff all right. Well, Mad, my dad showed me Mad when I was like nine. And so Mad has like always been a part of my life. Spy versus Spy. I got like, it was a, oh, the yeah. first one I got was like the 1992 Spy versus Spy special. And it was like the fucking raddest thing. It was like 50 <laughs> pages of these silent comics. I didn't have to understand anything, you know? Like I would read the satires and stuff and not understand any of it. Right. It'd be too wordy. But like the art was fantastic, you know? Uh -huh. But Spy versus Spy was like cartoony and no words. And at any age, you could just digest it. So like, it was like mad. And like, I grew up on the newspaper strips, you know, like, mm -hmm. like Calvin Hobbes was like, that was my coming of age with Calvin Hobbes was being serialized. So like that and the far side and like, um, but you know, crumb, I found like in college, I think. And then I realized that I'd seen his work a whole lot before that. Right, right. Yeah. And then like Peter Bag was like in my early twenties. And then I realized that I had been reading hate comics when I was like a teenager hanging out at my friend's house, but I didn't know what they were. And so I saw it again was like, Oh, I totally know this. And that like weird familiarity came to be. And it was just like, I don't know. I just sort of like living in Toronto and growing up just outside of Toronto, like 
we have one of the greatest comic shops in the world, The Beguiling here. And it's like the the amount of things I've been exposed to just from like going and loitering at this comic shop yeah. for years on end. It's just like, it's amazing. And like the scene in Toronto before, you know, COVID kind of made everyone stay inside. This is like, this is a comics making town. So like, there's like so much going on. TCAF is like a big fucking deal. And like, so I feel like it's just always been there. I've always been exposed to it, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, they would, when I would finally realize what they were, everything has always been like, oh yeah, I totally, I've seen this before and I know this shit and like, but it's, so it just feels like it's always been there, you know, like, but definitely like one after another, it's just Crumb is, he's great. He's very problematic and questionable and whatever, <laughs> but like, you know, I would, I would be remiss to say that he didn't help shape me in certain ways. I don't necessarily read his stuff so much anymore, but like his, he's still one of the greatest fucking artists. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like in this, I don't know, uh, I guess the height of kind of, uh, conscious politically correctness, uh, it, as a comic artist, these guys that we love because of the way they illustrate or like the fearlessness or like the mark they left on, on the art form, um, it's kind of like reading Bukowski or something and being like, all right, well, this guy was a misogynistic, like piece of shit, but I really enjoyed reading this book it, when I was 16, especially it like spoke to me or, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like a, it was like a, uh, looking into someone else's world, mm-hmm. like, uh, that kind of essence or like it captures something that, um, sparks you in a certain way. You don't have to agree with yes. certain parts of it or whatever, but it, it definitely like lends itself to like shaping who you are. Yeah, I definitely, with, like, Crumb, I think seeing his work, even though I can't draw anything like him, there's a certain aspect to his work where he's like, I can do this. Yeah. You know, and, like, with a lot of other guys, like, even reading Peter Bag, I'm like, man, this shit's too tight. So, like, <laughs> Crumb is, like, loose and yeah. stuff, and, like, I fucking do that, you know? Like, and I feel like, even though I didn't always get it or was, like, like, this is not, I should not be enjoying this, or, like, maybe I shouldn't be reading this, per se, but, like, there's something about it that has... No, he's like the the OG like like uh, like DIY comics maker, right? Like mm-hmm. standing on the corner and like with like a with like a stroller selling comic books. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Like you know, so so do you prefer going through like when you're making your comics and cartoons? Do you prefer to kind of continue and use one character through many, many different stories and albums, or do you prefer to like create new characters and like, like allow for different stories to be told in different atmospheres and stuff like that? Um, I think it kind of depends on what the gag or the story is. Like sometimes I'll write something that doesn't fit with anything I got going on and I'll kind of, when that happens, I'll like design characters as I'm doing it. Like I don't have like character sheets. I don't, sit okay. there thinking about what they should look like i just sort right. of draw them yeah but i do i also do have reoccurring characters that i use like i got like my lemons who i've done a few things with yeah. and then there's like sludgy who's got like a bunch of books now and i got like a comic strip i was doing uh i guess two years ago now uh called dingus and Dum Dum, which is like a 1930s comic strip and oh, so cool. those are all like reoccurring things um but it kind of just depends like if i have a gag like i just did an action comic that had nothing to do with anything else. So I just wanted to make like, like an eighties, like Schwarzenegger kind of blip of like seven pages. And that like completely just made everything up differently. But it, it, you know, most of my things, I try to see if I can put them into something I'm already working with because 
it's easier to identify, you know, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I remember that character or oh, okay, cool right. new story from the you know. And that's kind of why it's kinda it's just whatever, whatever it needs to be done. Well, that's kind of why I asked because you've got like it's almost like you have three different series going on because you are doing like the lemon the lemon stuff and then separate with the sludgy. You know, it's almost as if you wanted to tell a different story or I want, I don't know. That's what sparked the yeah. thought in my head is because you're able to create these ongoing, but also separate that, you know, separate things where a lot of comic book artists or cartoonists will have one character that goes through every story that they tell, you know, and it's, yeah. and that's that guy. Yeah. I think some of it, I, I, sometimes I'll feel like I'm getting bored of doing one thing mm -hmm. and then I'll just be like, I just want to do a comic with somebody else. Like I was drawing some new sludgy stuff and like, I finished the story and was like, I got to draw something else. Like this is like, it, it feels like I'm just going through the motions to a certain degree. Sure. So I have to like change it up. So it's like, cause it's supposed to, it has to still be fun. Right. If, I, if right. I'm not having fun, then like, I should probably just do something else. Until when, I right. when does it not get fun though? Because there's like Dingus and Dum Dum is almost like a playoff of like the wimpy, like kind of character mm -hmm. from like Popeye era. Right. Yeah. And um, it's a certain type of illustration. Um, it's a certain type yeah. of look. Uh, like, did that not get fun anymore? Or was it kind of like the story, like the jokes, the bits like you had in your mind, like were already done? Like, did you not want to keep writing for it or how does that like progress to the next one? Well, I'm still kind of like, I still have a bunch of dingus and dum-dum stuff written down from before. And I've got like a Sunday's page coming out in like a, like Sick. a, like a publication this year. Oh, right. Which is like, what's a colored one and stuff like that. And I'm still doing stuff like that. It's just, uh, I think what happened was I had wrote the first sludgy book before I started doing dingus and dum-dum. And then I was doing Dingus and Dum Dum. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll release this story. And I released the Sludge story. And then it kind of like people were into it. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I didn't expect that. So oh, yeah. I just sort of focused a little bit more on Sludgy and started working more on that. And then Dingus and Dum Dum sort of pushed to the side. Gotcha. But I'm like sitting there like, oh man, I really want to do some more Dingus and Dum Dum stuff. And like these lemons, like that shit's like old. Like my lemons are old. And I'm just like, and I got more stuff with these guys too. Like it's, so it's just, I'm just like, whatever, you know, That's like, right. right. The opportunity, don't, don't do what I have kind, to do, so. right. It, it came out like necessity to like, uh, keep going with the sludgy stuff because it, it did so well. And it's not necessarily like you moved on from the other ideas. It was just that one took up more time at the time. Exactly. Yeah. And I got two kids too. So it's like, my time is like, kind of like all over the place. You know, so like sometimes I don't get any time to draw and other times it's great. So it's, yeah. you know, I kind of just have to like, I, I just, I'm just doing whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just fly, just fucking around. And you you <laughs> mentioned your kids and I saw that your wife does like silk screening too. Like you guys do like a, a, yeah, a collab so we thing. Have, we have like a, like a printing store on top of that. So we have like a t-shirt business where like I design t-shirts and she's a screen printer. So oh, that's she rad. makes t-shirts and we go to shows and do stuff like that. And that's like. I make a lot more money doing t-shirts and stuff than I do making comics, Yeah, <laughs> but we kind of have amalgamated it all into like one spot and stuff. So like when I do a new sludgy book, like she'll print off t-shirts to go with them and stuff like that. So we got like, like I'm wearing one right now. So yeah, it's, really uh, yeah. So it's, you know, we're just, we have a silk screening studio in our basement. And uh, so we just, just trying to do as much stuff artistically so we can do less at day jobs you know? get, get control over <laughs> yeah, your time yeah. a little bit more huh 
Yeah, exactly. I'd much rather be doing all these random things than like, because I spent a lot of time in the retail world and I'm happy to not have to fucking go and, and deal with the boss. Yeah. Or the customers. <laughs> my spirits all the time. You know? I hear so, that. Whatever. Just trying to make things work, you know, so freelance illustration, selling t-shirts, selling comic books, whatever else. Have So... Have you having to like kind of try pick up consignment stuff like that and like whatever comes your way? Have you uh, made the leap into digital uh, illustrating yet, or are you still doing everything like pen and paper? No. So I bought an iPad a few years back, and I was doing like half and half. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I got like pretty proficient with um, my iPad and Procreate. Yeah. And I do most of my real work is like uh, digital these days because like it's so much faster. Like yeah. I can do so much stuff with it. And like when I was working with uh, like real materials and stuff, I'd have to like set up and get ready and stuff. And then my kids would be like, we need some. So it's like, fuck, like, you know, I can't <laughs> do anything. So I just like have my board there. It's like, turn it on, draw a little bit, keep running, come back sort of thing. So I'm doing most of my real work is like digital, right. but like I still keep like my sketchbook. Right. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still like still doodling. Like people like buy books. I try and like, put drawings in some of them when I can stuff like that, you know, oh, yeah. like, so I'm still like, I love pens. I love paper like forever. Yeah. I don't, think... I don't even like, like reading comics online. Like I post them online, but like, yeah, <laughs> books are absolutely like where it's at. Like I can't, like, I just, there's something about holding them. That's just it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, it's the weight of the paper. It's, it's the finish of the, you know, the sheen, whatever or that it's unfinished, that it's rough, that it's new stock. There's something about different to like every book, right? That you hold. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's something that you just can't replicate when you're just looking at something or reading something on a computer screen. And I'm I'm grateful to have that, you know, it's still good. And like, I I don't want to slag any, anyone who enjoys digital. I'm happy people like care about comics. It's like, I don't know. I went through like school and stuff and like, art school and like my teachers would always say like comics are like the lowest form of art yeah, like, yeah why would you ever even care about them and stuff and then like i go and see like um it must have been almost 10 years now but like art spiegelman there was like uh in in like the in the museum in the art gallery there was like an art spiegelman like fucking exhibit like mm-hmm. in the gallery like yeah. the biggest gallery in ontario and it's like it's covered in comics and i'm like i want to like call up all my art teachers and be like fuck you guys yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they're you just know, trying so it's i don't know it's 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 a life different i mean different paths it, because i think if you just come from that background of like fine art and gallery art and that's what you're exposed to you see the the perks of doing it that way and maybe the reward of doing that oh, yeah. way when you sell in those kind of galleries and those you put yourselves yeah. in those situations um, so maybe that's why they encourage it so much, but yeah, it's same. I think more than half of my teachers throughout regular school and my brief stint in art school would be, um, pretty down on comics in the sense that, uh, it was a lower brow or like a lower form of art. Um, whereas a small percentage really encouraged that it could be just as equal of a pathway to something that, uh, you could do with your life, you know, by pursuing it. So, yeah. You know, it really is just up to whoever you're listening to. It's the older you get, the more you realize that like, school's just people's opinions. Yeah. Oh, well, that's absolutely true. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's also like, you know, like I said, like they were like telling me that like comics were shit and stuff. And now there's schools where people <laughs> yeah. exactly. to learn how to make comics. I'm yeah. like, 
what the fuck like (laughs) that sounds amazing i i can't do it but that sounds so cool right i have to learn this shit on my own but that's okay like it's you know it's not how you get there it's what you do with it (laughs) yes so i want to ask um because we touched on it but sludgy was my first introduction to your work um i saw through strangers fanzine um they released your one of your sludgies uh i don't know six months eight months ago yeah, every time I have a, he's he's been distributing them for me. So when I have a new one, he just puts them up there and sells Sick. much That's more cool. <laughs> So, but where where did Sludgy did Sludgy start with the idea of like it would be funny to write like this this book that's like not an antihero, <laughs> but what people perceive as something, and he's like completely different. You know what I'm saying? Like, did it start with the idea of the character, or did it start with the illustration that led to the idea of the character? I started with an illustration. I drew like the first panel, the first one on a scrap of paper when I was like, before I was going to bed one night and it just sort of sat on my desk for a while with like the title. I was like, I want to make like a horror comic. I don't know what this horror comic is going to be, but I want to make a horror comic. And then I'm like, I really love Casper the Friendly Ghost. And like <laughs> the whole disposition, like trying to make friends and everyone dies around them or like just get scared out of their skin sort of thing. Like I love that idea. And then I just, so I'm a part of this thing, the Toronto Comic Jam. And so I've been doing this for about 10 years where it's like you go and it used to be in person and you go and you draw a panel and you, on a piece of paper and then you put it back and then someone grabs it and draws the next panel. Like, you know, a comic oh, jam. Fun. anyways, this is like kind of like an institution in Toronto at this point. And I've been doing it for so long that I feel like it's definitely influenced um, how I write my comics because I basically just write them panel to panel. And then I look back and try and edit things, but like, I don't work from a script or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first sludgy stories, I was literally just going page by page. And then like thinking like the whole day before I drew that night was like, okay, what's going to happen. I left mm. it here. Where are we going next with like no plan. And the first couple of books kind of like clicked pretty well like that. So, but I do them digitally now. So it's like, I plan it a little bit more, like I pencil everything and then I go back and edit it. Okay. Uh, but sludgy was just like, it was just like a doodle. That I was like, it started with like a with like a monthly or with a comic challenge where you draw like a comic a day or like a page a day for like mm. a whole month, and then you see what happens. And I just did that and was like, oh wow, this is this is actually kind of a decent story. And it's like the longest thing I had done at that point. So it's like, fuck it, let's just put it out. So I put it out. I used to have a collective called Read More Comics, and I put out the first comic in our anthology book. And then just like, then the pandemic hit and we didn't sell any books. So no one saw it. And then I'd like made its own, like one shot of like a next sludgy book. So it's like, I'm up to like, I think I've done like, I'm up to, I'm working on issue five technically now. Or yeah. So, but it's just, I'm just jamming. What, um, so with the read more comics thing, I saw that it, it was, you guys had like a handful of issues, right? How many, six? Uh, we had five, five. Okay, and then yeah. that was that's something that just got put on hiatus because of the pandemic, or what? What happened with that? Um, so we we started we were doing our launches at TCAF every year, and when TCAF got canceled, we were like, well, we're re- working on number six, but we have nowhere to release it now, and like world's spinning out of control and all this shit, and then some uh, so some things happened where someone started using our name for their catchphrase. This, uh, this other cartoonist group you may know called cartoonist kayfabe anyways um 
it kind of like ruined what we wanted to do with it because I'm not really into the whole kayfabe vibe and like what they're with how they go about things. And so feeling like we were being lumped in with them and stuff. And then that with like the pandemic, we were like, well, there's no hard feelings, but maybe we should just like do our own thing now. Yeah, so yeah. still like hang out. Um, and I still draw comics with those dudes, but uh, we just like don't do it in read more comics anymore. Right. It's so. not officially that outlet anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But then, but it was, it was good. Like we got to try, like we went to like Chicago for cake and we went to like Brooklyn for cab and stuff like, like we traveled a bunch. We like, we did a lot. Like I'm very proud of what we did is read more comics, but like, you know, it's sometimes you, you gotta know when to call it quits. That's all. Yeah. 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 No, totally. And that's smart. I mean, it could have gotten a lot stickier, like a lot more just like not having fun anymore and still doing it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having the, the yeah, foresight like, just to want, like, pump the brake. Hobbies, comics, like it's gotta be fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's paying you enough money to spend your time making comics if it's like the worst thing. You yeah. Yeah. Of. Even though we all complain about like drawing and illustrating and it's like, fuck, this sucks sometimes. It's hard. <laughs> uh, but when it's when compared to anything else, it's the best thing you could be doing, you know? Yeah, I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. Like, I like strumming my guitar, but, like, like after 15 minutes of that, I'm like, I'm going to go draw. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I could spend all my time drawing if I had that opportunity, but, oh, like, yeah. nothing else. I want to call back to what you said, uh, the Toronto Comic Jam, I think is what you called it. That's a really yeah. cool idea. I've never really heard that concept. I, I might be out of the loop, but, like, so you're saying you literally go and you just draw a panel and put it on a table and then someone can come up and just pick one and draw the next panel and put it back. Yeah. So we were meeting up at this bar. This thing's been going on for like 30 years now. And we'd oh, be wow. meeting up at this bar and there'd be boards with like pieces of paper on the set up on the stage. And you just go, you get a drink, you grab a board, you see, and then you just contribute the next panel sort of thing. And then when the page is filled, they collect all the filled pages and put them into like a zine. And then we sell them for like two, three bucks or something like that or whatever. And like, so when the pandemic hit, we switched it to online because uh, one of the guys, he, he figured out a way to like do it so we could all post on the same thing. We're all in like a discord. So we're talking at the same oh, time. Okay. We like meet up once a week and just like drink in the comfort of our own homes and draw and chat, you know, like catch up with each other. So it's really good because like, you know, comics are really like, you know, antisocial, like, you know, <laughs> you do it yourself. And then you stick a bunch of introverts in a room together and like, they're all drawing and then you add alcohol and it's like, you know, it's, it's yeah. pretty sweet. It's, it's going to be a good time. Good time. Hell yeah. No, that's such <laughs> a rad concept. I had never heard of anything like that before. And that just sounds like such a cool, not only social event, but then also the art that comes out of it at the end has to be so rad because there's absolutely no script. There's no yeah. like cohesion to it whatsoever, yeah, except and listen, for you get varying results. You really do. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Like, this is the greatest thing I've ever drawn. And then the next person draws a panel and you're like, that's not what I saw of this. Like, right. But like, you know, that's all part of the jam. You just throw down and you know, you just let it, you just let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's really cool, man. We'll have to look into something like that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Man. They're super fun. Yeah. We, uh, in San Diego, uh, there's a, a group called sketch party. And, you know, they would just line the, the tables at the bar uh, once a month with paper and provide pens and markers. And you could bring your own shit if you wanted. And everyone just draws. And they, um, they save all the, the drawings and they, they cut them individually into, I don't know, uh, rectangles, squares, whatever. 
um, usable sizes, and then they sell them annually for a uh, charity. So that's like that's cl- wicked too. Yeah, it's super cool. Like kind of like the same idea of a bunch of weirdos that wouldn't normally get together getting together <laughs> and like having a good time drinking and drawing and bullshitting yeah. and uh, collabing, you know, on on the tables. So uh, it's 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 a similar concept, but definitely different in the sense that there's no storytelling for the most part. It's basically yeah, one-off I mean, illustrations. Like, storytelling can be pretty loose in some yeah. of this <laughs> No, for sure. Yeah, but but even the idea of like having to take someone's idea like a step further yeah. when it's yeah. not your own, you know, um, is yeah. is pretty pretty crazy. Like, I don't know if I would sink or swim in in that sense. You know, like just everyone sort of you find your own way because like there's there's totally varying uh, degrees of like like talent and stuff like that, and but everyone's sort of welcome and like everyone just sort of plays together and it's fun because sometimes you adapt other people's styles when you try and like do the next panel you know you totally. try to follow up with like their color palette or like how they draw or stuff like that and so like it totally forces you to try and think outside of like i know how to draw all the things in sludgy really well with my eyes closed like it's it's all just like i'm just like paint by numbers almost, <laughs> at you know? this point huh? and then this actually forces me to try and think about something else and like draw in maybe a different style or something like that right whereas i just feel like sometimes i'm like oh yeah i know what to do it's like whatever so i think it's, it's, it's nice to change it up because you know it's good for the creative brain it's really cool how it the concept behind this like not only are you drawing a bunch of different styles not only are you kind of like hoping that the story comes in at the end but really, you get a good perspective on how your comics are seen. You know, you might have an idea of the story or what it's supposed to look like or what it's supposed to say. But then every single time you, you notice people are drawn towards or they see something like this or this idea a little bit different than what you had. That's great yeah. feedback to get, too, because oh, absolutely. as the artist that you need stuff like that. And it's so hard to get an honest opinion of like, what does this say to you? When they're yeah. your friend, because they're like already know what sludgy is and how the story goes, and they're going to give you that. But a complete stranger interpreting in it for the first time gives you like raw oh, totally. feedback. Yeah, we've like some of our like characters that we keep using. Like my buddy from Read More Comics, he's got a character called Brick, and it's a fucking brick that <laughs> runs around in like silent comics. They're the best comics in the world. But like it started with like a comic jam. We were all we just made a brick come to life, and then he kept drawing brick and it's been like six years and he's that's put awesome published that's so like funny tons of books you know but like it's all just it started as like a collaborative effort sort of thing just like you never know what you're gonna get you never Absolutely. know who's gonna show up or like who's gonna draw what and it's it's really fun that way so that's really cool man i'm i'm stoked to hear that something like that is still like going on and even didn't get squashed because of the pandemic like you guys being able no, to we actually we were meeting once a month and now we meet once a week so it's that's actually, cool yeah, it's been ramped up. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I also wanted to like go into this because it just uh you just dropped it yesterday as far as I'm not sure when this is gonna come out. It'll probably be a a few weeks to a month. So quote yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but officially yesterday I saw on Instagram that you dropped the mini comic. Um uh, yeah, there Eliminate Brigade. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about like where that got started and uh like what went into making this uh first issue? All right, so um, this comic is an eight-page mini-comic. It started because this is actually pages from Read More Comics 6 that when we uh, decided to cancel the book, I had these pages floating around. So these are are characters that have appeared in Read More Comics and mini-comics before. Um, And I had these 
these pages that I, I really still liked and I want to do something with. And I, in the past few months, opened a Patreon. Okay. Because like, that's like the thing to do. I don't know. So I opened this Patreon and the part about it that I liked the most was like, I could do like a, like I started a mail club. So like, if you sign up for like eight bucks a month, you get like stuff in the mail, like every month. So like, this was like the first one of the year that I want to do. And so this is just like, it's eight pages, but it's, it's one piece of paper. It's got like a fold out on the inside with like another comic. It's got two comics on the inside. It's got the cover and a back. Um, and I really like this format. Um, I was doing these a lot before, like in 2014 and stuff, because it was really cheap to make. And mm -hmm. I can sort of just hand them out or like when I'd smoke cigarettes, I would trade them for cigarettes, <laughs> you know, and like stuff like that. So, but I just, I wanted something to give to my mail club. So I'm going to try and do like six of these for the year, like once every two months. And I've already got the second one drawn. Like I said, it was, it's an action comic that's going to come out. Um, so this is just like my lemon characters. They're like a bunch of would be punks living in the suburbs bored and like they're lemons. So they have like a lemonade stand. Um, <laughs> it's not like the most thought out idea, but it's like, I love these characters and they're so much fun. And it's just like, I grew up in the suburbs as like a bored punk. So like, you know, I just sort of channel some of the, some of the boredom into oh, these yeah. kinds of comics. And like, there's, there's all kinds of more, like I've got tons more written that I'm going to work on and stuff like that. And they're really fun to draw. And uh, like I said, I really like this format. I'm going to make it so it fits better in the book next time. These were used pages. Yeah. So next time everything's right, going right. to like fit really nicely. This was like kind of an experiment, but so for Patreon, I've been doing like stickers and postcards and drawings and, you know, mini comics. I'd really like to just have like a mini comic subscription. Like I used to follow, um, I don't know if you guys know, uh, Chuck Forsman, he used to run oily comics or I guess he still uses that name. Maybe anyways, it was like, you pay like 30 bucks for the years or for six months. And he just sends you like an envelope full of mini comics of like different people. Hell yeah. And this was like the most fucking, this was like the best thing in the world. Like <laughs> yeah. so cheap. And just like all these comics in the mail all the time. And like, I never shook that idea out of my head. And so. I just like this. It's like one piece of paper. It's easy to make. You know, anyone can do this. Yeah. Speaking it's easy to, spe easy to mail. Speaking know? to like, the format of it, um, just in case there's people listening that aren't watching this on YouTube, um, was it 11 by 17? What's the. Uh, no, so it's a 12 by 18 so piece 12, of paper. 12 by 18 piece of paper, but folded into, uh, I guess, eight, eight panels, 16 pages with the slit in the middle. So it folds together like a normal book. And yeah, so you, it's, it's, it's eight, eight, eight pages, including a cover, uh, like there's eight facings on it and right. then like an insert in the middle. So, um, it's a six size. I think it's like four by five or something like that. Um, and yeah, it's full color and there are three bucks. You can buy them off my website or mymovingparts.com, which is like our, uh, our, our business. Okay. And, uh, you can buy them there. I ship them all from home. Uh, got all kinds of comics on there too. And like, yeah, just uh, I just want to make comics. And like, so I got another sludgy book I'm working on right now. But in the meantime, like while I'm doing that, I'm just trying to get out some mini comics at the same time. Because like I said, if I stop making, I don't know if I might disappear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the idea. No, I, I really like the way that that page folds together, uh, that style. And then being able to open it up and almost have like a poster on the inside too. It's, yeah. it, it's really throws back to when we were kids, when you open up a CD and you get all of the information and then, oh, you open it and they actually included a poster with it. Right. Like that's even more cool, you know? Yeah. So it's almost yeah. like a throwback to that as well. 
Yeah, no, I, and I, like, I've been obsessed with music forever. So like all those, those inserts and stuff, like, yeah, that's totally, I could, I could, I was in there too. For sure. <laughs> I was that kid that had my album, uh, like covers on the wall and like framed around, you know what I mean? Like, I love this nice. band. I like this music, you know? Yeah, I would just like sit there listening to like tapes and CDs and just like just pouring over like the inserts and stuff and being like, this is so fucking cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, just taking it in. No, that's yeah. rad. I really love the coloring that you chose too for that one. Like I, I love okay. on the slushy book that we have here, I was fl flipping through it and the color scheme is like perfect for the story, like perfect for the feel. But then you... Thank you. You were able to do the same thing with the coloring for the lemonade stand. It's bright and vivid and, and fun. You know what I mean? Like very, yeah. very uh, happy, I guess. You know what I mean? Very like exciting to look at as you're going through it. I think well, it's just like the lemons lemonade stand. It's like bright sunny day, and it's like oh, but he's fucking pissed. Yeah, yeah. they're like, pumped. Yeah, <laughs> and they hate the that they're so bright. They show up. They have like a they have like a turf war with a bunch of limes. You know, <laughs> like they're trying to take over with their own lemonade stand and stuff. And like, so they're like beefing and stuff until they, they figure out how to work it out. But it's all like, it's supposed to be like that, like cheerful. Yeah. I really like even sludgy is like drawn cute. And then I uh -huh. try to make it darker, you know, like it's like, I really like drawing cute, but then like, you know, like just twisting it like right up. Like, yeah. And maybe that's end. what's so appealing about it. I mean, definitely for me when I was, I like checked it out, it was like, all right, I get the throwback to like the Casper like vibe, but it is different. It's not necessarily, it's not like a bootleg Casper in a, in yeah, that right, sense to me. Yeah. It, it, it stands alone to me, but it's, it's fun. It, it's, um, fuck, there's this movie Tucker and Dale versus evil. I'm not sure if you've ever yeah. seen it. I don't know if I've seen it, but I know the name for sure. It's, I watched it one day, not expecting much. And it's that same vibe of the sense that, everyone thinks these guys are the bad guys, but really it's just a circumstantial, like uh, a bunch of coincidences that happen around them that make them seem like the bad guys. And uh, yeah. from their point of view or from Sludgy's point of view, they're like, why are you guys running from us? You know, why are you running from me? What, what am I right. doing wrong? Cause they're just trying to be friends. He's just trying to be everyone's buddy. He wants to, exactly. you know, hang out, but um, everyone just is so afraid of this little character and uh, I don't know, the, from from the first page I was hooked to is, is rad. Really like it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I just want to make fun comics. I don't necessarily want to make, like, the most important thing or, like, the thing that speaks to everyone. Like, I know I'm not going on anyone's top ten lists. I don't really care. I just want to be a part of, like, making comics. Oh, and, yeah. like, this is, like, how I make fun comics, you know? Like, yeah. like I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just looking to be here. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to draw them. And like, I kind of just like that idea of like, cause I was reading some like of those old, like Harvey comics, like, like Casper stuff. And I'm like, it's kind of terrible. Like, I'm looking <laughs> at these, like, these are shit, but these are like so much fun. And like, maybe I'm doing this and it's like in that vibe, but it's for like people who grew up on this and they want something different. They don't want to read Casper again. You know, like maybe they want to read something different but in that same vein where it like harkens back to something they remember or, you know yeah yeah definitely tugs on the nostalgia but yeah it's like it's it's got that that that's what it feels like for me at least so i just i'm trying to make myself smile first yeah and then if i can do that then there's a good chance i can make some other people do absolutely that too, no you know? yeah dude i i saw the um another one of the lemonade brigades uh i don't know if it's older 
or if it's from that, but they're playing um, video games and he keeps, you know, oh, he's that's, nudging that's them. That one. That's in there. And uh, yeah, and then he gets squared in the eye with lemon juice and he freaks the <laughs> fuck out. Yeah, no, it's just, it's fun. It's lighthearted. Yeah. It, it, it's goofy, but even as, you know, a 35 year old, I'm like, I like, like, it made me giggle. It made me fucking laugh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's something, something to be said about just like lighthearted comics that don't have, um, I don't know, a agenda. Totally. And yeah. like, I like a lot of those too, but you know, like, I don't know. A lot of the stuff I like is, is just, it's just goofy. Yeah. You know, it's just goofy shit. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, there's, that's the thing about comics too, is like, there's so much room to do whatever the fuck you want. Cause there's so many different ways to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's tons of comics I don't like and genres I don't like, but like, there's so much good stuff out there too. And like, so I just try and absorb as much as I can. And try and put some of that back into my own work, you know. Yeah, the best yeah. I can. Like, just I just try to keep going because I don't know. What else <laughs> do? Hey, uh, so I wanted to circle back to something you mentioned earlier. Uh, you said you had started doing a weekly, like in a weekly Sunday uh, comic strip or something like that. That w- it was only one, oh, but it was one. like it was oh, okay. for it was for like a like a it's um it's a publication. It's just all s- inspired by Sunday funnies. So it's oh. like, it's like a Sunday page for each one. And I did Dingus and Dum Dum because I was like, well, I've been doing these like daily strip kind of characters. I should make them into a Sunday. Cause like every, a lot of Popeye, like uh-huh. you were bringing Popeye. Yeah. Popeye's like my favorite. Nice. And so like, I'm always reading Popeye and I'm like, the strips are amazing. And then there's like full color pages too. And you're like, oh fuck man. There's so like, so I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. Like I started it all because of, because of reading comics like that. And I was like, I'm going to take a stab at doing this too. So it's not a weekly, I'd like to do more of those, but it's the color palette on that one was a very big struggle. Cause like uh. I'm making these, like it's black and white comic and I'm like, okay, so I got to try to make this look like old school, like thirties. Yeah. Those muted colors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think that the illustrators really knew how to do that shit. It was just the, whatever ink they were using to produce it. Yeah. That certain way. Yeah. So, but at this point you're like trying to replicate that in some sort of other way, because like those methods don't even exist anymore. Yeah. Right. yeah. So I don't know. I just sort of, I, I struggled like coloring is the hardest part for me. I'm like kind of colorblind. So like a lot of times I'm just like, this is like, I can draw a comic in a day and spend a week coloring it. Like that's mm. how, that's how much I hate color, but <laughs> it, you know, when, when you nail, when you get it, it feels really good. You know? I was so, going to say that hatred for the color does not come out in the books. Like, it seems <laughs> like you're like, well, sludgy part of why I did sludgy was because I was like, I cannot fathom like doing a proper color palette here. I'm going to try and do this. Like those fifties, like, like, like uh monster movies, uh-huh. but like have this, like this, like piss tone over it or something yeah. <laughs> like, and that's where that started. It was like, it was equal part, like, B movie and fear of color. I don't know. So fear just, of color, <laughs> dude. It's a, you know art out of necessity, and it came through like I don't know. It looks clutch. rad. Yeah, yeah, clutch. Thanks, man. Yeah, it seems to work. And like, it's finally. I'm like, I draw 28 pages, and I don't. I don't look back and go like, I have to color all this shit too. Like, I just, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a much quicker process with less involved than a regular color would be. But yeah. like for the lemons, I got my palette down now. So like, I kind of like, I just, I know what color, right. Once I what start works. Colors in, 
I see where I need to fill in the other colors and stuff and I make it work. But like, yeah, no, it's, it's a struggle. It's always a struggle. So, I mean, that comics is are hard. If anyone tells you comics are easy, they're lying to you. <laughs> That's fucking a art in general, man. It's hard. Art, art is a general, struggle. Creating is putting yourself out there. Like, yeah, even for anything, just putting yourself out there, man. It's a lot. You know what? That brings up a really good point. And you, I see it in you. I've seen it in so many of the people that we interview on here about the willingness to put themselves out there. You know, there's a lot of people that are really scared and, and they create something and it's their own. And I, I'm kind of this way where I'm like hesitant to give it to the world because I know what it is to me. And as soon as I give it to them, it's out of my control. You know, um, I have such a, uh, appreciation for people like yourself that are willing to just go, go, go hard and just continue to put it out and put it out and put yourself out there and allow people to judge it, allow people to make their opinions on it and make that next panel at that spot or, you know, uh, represent yourself over and over again and continue with no matter how it's taken. Like I have so much respect for that because I know personally how difficult it is to give something that you've created away. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's it's a it's a pretty pretty big like mental leap to get over to get to that point. But I think when I opened my blog and I was like, I'm gonna post like a new comic once a week. I'm gonna draw something new once a week. I'm gonna post it to here. And I I like forced myself to stay on that schedule. And even if I didn't like it, a lot of times I didn't like it. When I look back on all of those comics, I fucking hate them. They're terribly <laughs> But like they're still out there. You it's know? content, so it's, yeah. Like, and it's, it's at this point, it's like, I just put it out there and I just move right on. Like, I don't sure. even think I used to get really depressed after finishing a book. Cause like, I feel like I didn't have any more purpose. Like I was like, well, I did it now. What? Oh, and I wouldn't draw for like two or three weeks, like not, no. And now it's just like, well, I, I've got like five things going on at the same time. I just got to keep moving sort of thing. So totally. it's, it, it's hard to get over that first hurdle, but man, it's, I, I watched a really good thing where it was like, it's more important to, to, to like finish something than, than to perfect something. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not like what you want or how you see it, like finishing it. And it's also, it's worth noting that it's good to know when to quit. If something's not working, you don't have to Ooh, always yeah. finish everything, mm-hmm. but being able to finish things is like, is like something that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's like most of the battle, man. You can, yeah. you can, you can spend, no matter how good it is, you can spend more time perfecting it. If you, if you're stuck in that mentality of it has to be perfect before I do something with it. But, yeah. but the, the reality is, is nothing's ever going to be perfect and you got to go with it. Cause yeah. even if you think it's perfect, you'll look at it in six months and see where you could have improved uh, you know, and shit like that. So like, it's better to just keep going. And every time you do something, you'll get a little bit better. And it's like another step forward and stuff. It's like, if you keep spinning your wheels in the same Thing, you're never going to get out of it you know but totally. that's why i just i just keep fucking that's why instagram stuff like that's great you just keep and it's not great but it's great in the sense that you i just keep throwing shit at the wall and <laughs> moving on and sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't you know but like like i said like i feel like for me at least it's more important to like do something than to yeah. like try to like do it well and, you know, the, and the reality is all of that's part of the journey because then you go back and look and you're like, oh, I, I can see this phase of when I was feeling like this and drawing like this. And then I you transition into this other thing. You know what I mean? One might be a little more personal and a little bit more emotional, like from you that you're putting into it. And then yeah. you'll remember the place and time and how your head spaces that you were in while you're there. 
And that's one good thing, social media, especially Instagram with all of their like if photos and videos, it's, it's documenting your process. If you post on there constantly yeah. to where and you, listen, I, I, as I'm saying these things, I'm also realizing that like, I don't do like auto bio stuff where you're, you're like putting yourself out there, like mm-hmm. your uh-huh. feelings and, your, and like really making yourself vulnerable. Like I'm making myself vulnerable in another way, but like I'm hiding behind jokes and stuff like that. Right. So like, it's a whole nother bag to like do auto bio. When yeah. I try and do auto bio, I start with auto bio and then it turns into some weird, fucking fantasy <laughs> yeah. you know, it like changes like i'd never stay true to myself because like i'm boring i don't, I don't want to talk about that kind of stuff but like you know there's different degrees of like emotional attachment to putting out and like mine i love my work and i, I like it's mine and like all that shit but like you know i'll just draw something else and something happens <laughs> it's, totally it's whatever yeah. i'm not i'm like super attached to anything i'll just move on you know yeah, that's the right I mean, way to be. I was going to say, that's the way to be, man. You got to, you got to constantly be, if not progressing, just changing. Uh, yeah. Cause that will lead to progression. That does lead mm-hmm. to progression is not doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, don't beat the dead horse. Um, and the other option is becoming stagnant. Yeah. What's that? The other option is becoming stagnant, you know, and nobody wants to do that. No, and then then everything becomes a drag, and then like, why do I? Why am I even doing this? Like, oh, I'm just gonna go to get a job driving a truck or something, you know? Yeah. Like, what yeah. As as if as artists, we don't have enough crippling self doubt. I say it all the time. It's like we're we're constantly like one step away from being like, fuck this. I'm gonna go work for Amazon. Yeah. You know? There was like, and it doesn't happen so much anymore. But like a couple of years ago, I think it was like twice a week. I told my wife I was quitting comics. And then she'd have to like talk me back to it. Cause like, she knows that it's like so tied to like my happiness is like me drawing the shit that like, even if I say I'm going to give it up, I can't, but like, I would just be quitting constantly. Cause I'm like, I hate everything. It's so disheartening. Like everything sucks. I was like, is it also a really good time for comics right now? Like indie comics are like, yeah, just there's so much good stuff out there. And there's yeah. so many people making amazing work. Like I'd be stupid to be fucking sitting on the sidelines right now. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad she talked you off the ledge. Yes. hundred percent. So, you know, um, I love your work. It's, it's rad. Thank um, thank you so much. Uh, we're about hitting time. Um, but before we get out of here, I just want to thank you again for, uh, for talking with us and kind of opening up and giving us a little insight to your world, man. And, Absolutely. Uh, one more time. Um, your website, your Patreon, your Instagram, you want to hit everything so people know where to check out your work. Yeah. Um, you can buy shirts and comics and other things, uh, at mymovingparts.com, which is our website. We've got everything there. We ship everywhere in the world and pretty reasonably priced. I think, I don't know. You should go and check it out and see for yourself. Uh, Instagram is at Mersk tunes, M I R S K tunes, T O O N S. Uh, Patreon is also patreon.com slash Tunes. For two bucks, you can read all my comics that I put up there as I make them. There's lots of stuff no one's seen because Instagram is a pretty brutal place to try and post stuff. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's good for panels and swipe comics, but you can't post a page up there. It doesn't show shit. So if you want to read stuff no one else has read yet, you should join my Patreon for like Two bucks, you get new comics. For four bucks, you get processed stuff too. And for eight bucks, you get mail, like comic books, stickers, oh, really? all kinds of stuff. So that's Merce Tunes. Follow me there. Uh, yeah, shop at My Moving Parts because uh, we could really use your support. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, well, thank you uh, for yeah. being here with us, dude. Thank you for taking so much time out of your day. It was a joy talking to you. And uh, everybody yeah, go you, go support mymovingparts.com and also his Patreon. I think you will not be disappointed. Ah, shit, I don't think it. I know it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to do a quick outro. Um, stay on the line. I, I want to ask you a couple more things, but... Yeah, sure. Appreciate it, man. So awesome. this, great. this has been another episode of the Ratness Podcast. You can catch us every week on YouTube for video and anywhere you get your podcast for the audio. Uh, go to ratnessstickerco.com for comics, zines, t-shirts, uh, stickers, and more. And look forward to new episodes every week for the next few months. Jim? I'm Jim. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Cool. See you next week. Thank <laughs> you.